What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. Welcome to the Are You Good podcast. Are you good? No. We're not either. We're literally unhinged, and we know that if you're listening, you probably are too. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's been up, Sid? Nothing much. Just been working away. Yeah. Doing school. I feel it. This week has been crazy for me um, with everything that happened with my grandpa last week. It was my first, like, full kind of week, full back, into week it. back into reality. And mm. boy, has it been hard. Yeah. It's been, I don't know. I can't even really describe it. Like, well, your mom said it best. And I think we, t- we, talk- we talked about it. But, like, my whole world stopped. But everything else has kept on going. And yeah. I just feel like. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel present. Yeah. I feel like it's like that kind of situation. It happens so often, but when big moments and events take place, it's just like magnified even more. Sure. You know, I mean like when you go through something like stressful, something stressful or like anxiety, I feel like my life is just on pause and I focus on it and everyone else is just like, la da 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 da. Yeah. Skipping through, you know, flowers and valleys. And then you're just like, my life is crumbling around me. <laughs> but, like, when it's a situation as, like, you know, big and traumatic, like losing your grandpa. Yeah. It's just on a whole different level. I um I watched this show, Ginny and Georgia, and this season there was this episode that was all about depression. And you got to see the day unfold from two different perspectives, one person who was not depressed and the other person who was. And... Everything around them was just, like, chaotic, but they felt they were, like, moving in, like, slow motion. That's how I feel. And not mm-hmm. that I'm, like, slipping into depression. I don't know. Maybe borderline. <laughs> but um, I just feel like so much is going on past me, and I'm just trying to reach out and grab onto something. And mm-hmm. it's it's just been – it's it's weird. And, like, people are checking in and, you know, saying all the right things, but I'm just, like – I don't know. I I mean, I don't know how anyone can help, you know? Grief is just like a weird, it's so weird and it like, you know, we wanted to talk about it and we wanted to kind of like dive into it, but it's almost like sometimes there just is like, besides how you feel and how different people grieve and the things that have already been talked about, like it's almost so hard to, you never know. You never know how someone's going to react. Like you never knew how you were going to react when your grandpa passed. Mm -hmm. I never knew how I was going to react. You know, when my grandma passed, because I long distance, never saw her, it still affected me, though, you know? Right. So it's just so hard, and you literally, it's just, like, the definition of taking it day by day. Yeah. Minute by minute, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever whatever you have to do to get through, you just got to do it. Yeah, and most most of the days, I'm fine, but then, like, there's just this moment where it just, like, washes over me, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, I'm like, wow, wait, hold on. Yeah. I forgot that this, like, it's like the moment, like, you kind of forget. Mm-hmm. That's, and sometimes when uh, Lexi passed, I still have these moments, because it was a while ago, some five years over, at least, way more than five years ago, yeah. six or seven, like, I'll be doing something, and then I'll just, like, remember her, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how could I forget? Yeah. Like, and then you just, like, relive it. All and then, over and then you feel guilty, too. Yes. yes. Oh, the guilt is real. I don't yeah. think anyone talks about grief no. guilt. Yeah, like, like survivor's guilt. Yeah, uh, it's a real thing. It is. It is. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we talked about like our vision for our podcast, and 
one thing that Sydney and I know we're very, very familiar with is like anxiety and mental health and like struggles. And we kind of just wanted a safe space where we can talk about those things because there is such a stigma when you start talking about mental health. Like people, you know, either they want to talk about it, but they want to talk about how like they think that you should struggle or they think why you shouldn't be struggling because mm-hmm. you have it so good. And then there's some people that, you know, I don't want to talk about that at all. Like, that's just not for me. That's not real. Put on a front. Yeah. Keep going. You can't see it. It's not there. Yeah. So yeah. we kind of wanted to use this podcast as a place where let's just talk about it. And I know mm. for me, I have had my toes in the water with anxiety, my toes in the water with depression, and <clears throat> diagnosed and undiagnosed. Mm. Um, so I understand. I get it. And It's hard. Mm-hmm. Especially also like coming from um, a Christian community and family. You sure. know, well, I mean, I guess not coming from a Christian family because I grew up Catholic, but also kind of like non-religious. Um, but I just came from a very, very Christian school and a Christian culture where it's not talked about and I experienced it firsthand and you know that's not to say that they never talk about our stuff but just how I experienced it it was just like dang like I don't ever want anyone to have to experience what I just went through just Mm -hmm. because they're Christian and you know people look at them and tell them are you praying enough yeah I pray every day almost all day Standing up, sitting down, on my face, on my knees, on my back, in my car. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so hearing that kind of stuff can be just so hurtful and triggering. Yeah, and isolating because then it's just like, well, why am I struggling with sure. something that supposedly I shouldn't have if I follow God or Jesus? Yeah. You know, and we kind of just want to, that's what we want to talk about, not to not expose, but like, just let's bring this to light that Christians can have anxiety along with everybody else in the world, (laughs) you know? And I guess like this, this podcast at least is this episode is just going to be kind of us talking about how, not how we, how mental health started, but, um, (laughs) you know, just our experiences with it, our story, because it's kind of hard to trust someone without getting to know them. And I think that we should be able to build a relationship. I mean, even though we're not face-to-face, you're ear-to-sound, um, <laughs> podcast-to-listener. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of want to wanna know who, they, who someone is before you follow them. Sure. So. Yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah. Sure, so go well, for it. Um, for me, like, and I, I talked about this briefly, but I think anxiety for me started as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, with my parents, um, you know, not having the best relationship and my dad being in and out of my life, that kind of opened the door for me. And I remember like waiting, (laughs) this is, sounds pitiful, but I remember waiting on our stoop for my dad to show up and him not doing it. And just like, you know, that would build up inside of me and there'd be so much like, there's so much emotion, like I'm hurt, but I'm also really mad, but this is also my dad. So I can't express that emotion. So I would suppress it. And Mm -hmm. 
that kind of started it for me. Um, as a teen, um, I I thought I had a I had it pretty good. I had a great group of friends, um, but you know, I started to kind of isolate myself because mm-hmm. of things that I was entertaining as a kid and a, as a younger woman. And, um, you know, kind of doing things that I shouldn't be doing and um, entertaining people I shouldn't have been entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that kind of set me on a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, Trigger warning. Oh, we should have said that earlier. Yeah. Sorry, trigger warning. Trigger warning. um, My, like, I fell into such... um, uh, my whole life was kind of spinning out of control, out of my hands. And the only um, thing that I could control was my own body's physical pain. Mm-hmm. So I turned to self-harm. Mm. And it got so bad. I remember passing out. And I was like, wait a minute. After doing it? After doing it. Mm. I, I was like... I am out of control. Like, what if something, like, you know, in in that moment, I was like, I don't want to hurt myself to where, like, I don't wake up. You just wanted a little bit of I just wanted, yeah, I wanted to, I just want to feel. Yeah. (laughs) But I, and I wanted attention. Like, that was my cry for help. And I remember going to my parents and, um, you know, I had some, you know, something come up in my life and where, you know, I had all of these expectations for my life, and they fell completely flat. And I remember in that moment going home and coming to my parents and crying, like, on the floor in the fetal position. My mom, my stepdad just, like, wrapping their arms around me, and that's when, like, I just kind of dropped everything that I was going through, what I was involved in. And I showed them, you know, where I was harming and they were just, they didn't know. And like, mind you, like, you know, I'm going to church, I'm going to youth group, I'm doing, you know, what quote unquote you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do, you know, and here I am. um, Yes. And mind you, this is, um, this is going to date me. In 2011 (laughs) and 2012, I'm having my first Menti B (laughs) and... Um, I quit my job. How, um, old, how old were you? At this point, I just had turned 18. Oh, my God. Quit my job, um, and I laid in bed for six months. Um, I moved in with my grandparents. Shout out to them. And uh, they were taking care of me financially because <laughs> I just quit your job. I quit everything. I just graduated. I was lost. Didn't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. And I laid in bed and I remember my grandma and my grandpa coming in and sitting on the edge of my bed and telling me, Whitney, you've got to get up. Like, we are concerned. Yeah. Um, You just wasted. Intervention. Yeah. You just wasted six months and you've done nothing. Mm. And I just, you know, I... I don't even, I, right now, like, I can't even think of, like, what put me back together. But I know that I did, I did start going to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
meeting with somebody and just talking about, you know, what happened and where I lost myself. And I kind of got back on track and things were good. You know, I coasted for a while. And then let's jump ship to COVID 2020. That'll get you. I, um, number one, I, our, I, we shut down, you know, I quit hanging out with friends. Um, wasn't really allowed to, um, during that time. My, my work didn't shut down entirely. We kind of have did, but, oh, sorry. That was, you guys heard that. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I never stopped going to work. So that was my only constant in my life. But during that time, you know, not going anywhere. Um, I think you and I really only hung out. Um, f- not even the f- during the first part of the shutdown, but finally, like, we were like, okay. What, what was it? Like, it started in March? It started in March. and We I'm, probably hung out in May or June. It was in the summer because we started going to the patio. Mm-hmm. I didn't even come in. Yeah, because you remember you brought that sign yeah. outside our window. You were like... See you in May, something about yeah. flowers. And, yeah. Yeah. So, like, during th- that time. Very sit- lonely. Yeah, I was very lonely. Um, and I got, honestly, like, the pandemic, like, scared me. And uh, that's when, like, my, like, anxiety to, like, hang out with people started manifesting. And mm-hmm. I still struggle today. Like, when someone's like, oh, do you want to get together? I'm like, <gasps> oh. Not yeah. be, not because I'm afraid of COVID, but because of that time where I I was alone, like the mind plays tricks on you, and I you know like you know people didn't really reach out. It was just like a really weird time. Everyone and, was spending for themselves. Yeah, and hard. and I just got to like this dark place. Like mm-hmm. you know if if I haven't heard from somebody in a year, like you know they don't care about me. Yeah, and. So, like, you know, I just, during that whole time, I don't know, I really, I, 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 like, isolated myself, and I'm, and I'm still dealing with that today. Like, you know, it's just, I would rather be at home, and I got used to doing that, and it's not because, like, I don't love people, and I don't want to be around them, but there's just so much anxiety. Like, I am, like, this is so dumb, but, like, what's the parking situation look like? Because if, like... No, that's for real. Am I parallel parking? Because I'm not going. Yeah, if I don't know, like, if if I don't know how the parking situation is, I can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't know where all the emergency exits are <laughs> in the restaurant, I can't go. If I can't see my car from the restaurant, I don't want to go. Like, it's weird. Yeah, I'm that way with movie theaters. I hate movie yeah. theaters. Mm-hmm. And we live in such a time in our oh world where, like, there's so much tragedy and negative going on you hear it on the news you hear it on facebook you hear it on social media yes and i and i'm gonna be really like honest like this whole water thing right now terrifying me i'm scared to death like i am filled with so much like i was telling my mom like you know we gotta start we gotta start getting bottled water i just told my dad that today it's not coming near us it's going in pennsylvania's water i'm like all right (laughs) i'll go get my box of water by myself yeah like yeah I, I'm I'm googling life straws and like <laughs> water filter situations. Like I'm trying to buy what are those things called Berkeys? I don't know. Oh, one of those giant things that's like yeah. six hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm I'm it's in my cart right now. I just I like little things will set me mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and 
I, you know, so I still struggle with, you know, things like that. And with everything that's gone on with my grandpa, you know, in the last week, I can feel myself sliding back to like isolation. Mm-hmm. Not because of, you know, like I'm sad about, I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, I felt like I haven't been able to really grieve properly because like, like I said earlier, the world has just kept going on mm-hmm. and I just like, I want to lay in bed all day <laughs> and just pull the covers over my head and I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah. Because yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had to be present for family that was in town over the past weekend. I had to go back to work. People depend on me. Mm-hmm. I've had obligations this week and it's just, it's been a lot. So I don't know. I said all that, which I mean, I really didn't get into like super details. So if you, if you need more context, message Let us me. Know. <laughs> but I am no stranger to the pain of, mm-hmm. you know, depression and anxiety and being on medication to calm my nerves. And I understand all of that. And it's really hard. I remember, um, like, when I was, you know, early 18, 19, 20, and it was so bad. Um, I remember going to my grandfather's church and somebody like asking me, cause like I quit going for like a long time because of my depression. And, um, I remember when I finally came back, somebody in my family, I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who you are. Um, if you love God and if you have God in your life, there is no reason for you to be depressed. Well, according to the Bible, John eleven thirty five, it says Jesus wept, so he kind of felt mm. something too. So buzz off, bleep. <laughs> Is that a bold faced lie? It's the truth. I said it, and, and my grandpa, a king, backed me up and defended me in that moment. And I just so you know, people all the time will say, um, you know, they don't understand why you know why you're sad all the time or why you can't think straight but and 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 I want to talk about this too in my hour of weakness and um time I wanted certain people to support me Mm. and they couldn't do that but Mm -hmm. I learned that people can only love and support you at the level that they love and support themselves yeah so I know that you know, there was people that I wanted to reach out and like soothe me and they couldn't do that because they needed love and attention themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's me in a nutshell, briefly said on to you. Oh God. I hate when the attention's (laughs) on me about mental health. (laughs) Um, Oh, I I think it might, I feel like a part of everybody's life, you know, you have that kind of in the in the middle and the kid, especially in today's society, we are very self-aware and you know, mm-hmm. digging up trauma. I feel like that's like trendy is, yeah. to, you know, let's let's go back to our roots and figure out why we have so much trauma. Oh, mm-hmm. it started when you were a kid. Great. Um, I don't say I had trauma when I was necessarily a kid. I definitely feel like there was, you know, sparks of anxiety and isolation, not by choice. My parents, you know, were great parents. They're um, amazing. They would probably do anything for me, just about anything. Um, 
my brother was a troubled kid growing up. Let's just be <laughs> blunt and honest. Shout out Bailey. Um, so there was a lot of attention that was needed to be on him. My brother and I are literally complete opposites, black and white, as you might say. Like, there's, I don't think there's any middle ground. We just are completely different people. And, you know, you saw that as a kid. I definitely had a lot of friends, was very popular, um, really athletic, and Bailey just behavioral issues kind of like had trouble making friends was really heavily bullied and made fun of a lot growing growing up and that took a toll on him but not only him it takes a toll on you know your whole family because my parents are dealing with it and then behind closed door they're dealing with their own crap that my parents would never tell us and they still don't tell us to this day (laughs) I mean it wasn't until a while ago my parents told me that they had they had to get you know their own help like and I and I'm 22 and I never knew that they ever were on like anxiety meds or depression meds like that you would never know you know mm-hmm. and it's just like stuff like that that um kind of just led me to putting up a, a giant big fat wall that I still have to you know try to take down every day because um I never wanted to be a burden to my parents because they had enough on their plate with my brother and my dad traveling for work and my mom being like a single married mother because my dad was gone through the week and he was home on the weekends. That's literally it. My whole childhood up until about COVID was the only time I got to spend consecutive weeks with my dad. Um, So that was really hard. And you never realize that you have stuff like issues like that until you kind of grow up and you're like, Oh wow, maybe that, maybe that wasn't healthy. (laughs) So I did a lot of um, hiding and guarding my feelings was super into sports. I played soccer growing up. Was really good. If you ask my dad, my dad would always and still does say, Cindy would be on the U.S. girls team right now, but God had other plans. And <laughs> you know what? You're right. And sometimes I wish that he wanted me on this girls soccer team, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I lost my best friend at 14, 15. That sent me down a spiral because I had feelings I had to deal with and I've never been honest about my feelings before. You know, um, it's hard kind of building up this big fat wall and then this tragedy happens. You're like, well, how do I process this in front of people? Cause I hate showing emotion towards my parents. It's just like super awkward and uncomfortable whenever my mom's like, are you okay? Like, let me hug you. I'm like literally get away from me. Like it's just, I just can't do it. Um, so then after that, I kind of, I didn't drop out of high school, but I started school online cause I had too much anxiety. I started going to counseling in seventh grade. I started actually for track I was really good at cross country and sometimes coaches can put a lot of anxiety on you. I was super good at cross country. I was kind of like um, projected to be one of the better athletes for cross country in high school. And I can remember my my coach being like, you're going to be one of the best. You're going to be one of the best. You're beating the numbers right now. Like every week he'd show me numbers and be like, you're here. This is where these top girls are at your age, like you're beating them, you know, whatever. So then when track came around, I wanted to, so embarrassing. The one time I wanted to be like my brother, I wanted to do the long jump and the 200 meter hurdles. (laughs) My coach was like, no, you're running the mile and the four by eight and the 800. So I was like, awesome, great distance. And that gave me a lot of anxiety because he didn't let me do what I wanted to do. And I hated track. I hated sports, hated cross country, still did it because I wanted to, you know, not disappoint anyone. So I started going to counseling, um, oddly enough, because of cross country and track. <laughs> isn't that isn't that so funny? <laughs> now I just go because I'm mentally ill. But, you know, whatever. So um, after Lexi died, uh, my counselor was like, pulled my mom to the side. And she was like, you need to pull your daughter out of school. Like, she's just not doing well, you know. 
and I was I was going to church at the time because we all went Caitlin McKenzie Bailey Lexi and I all went to church um and it's hard still like yeah I go to church I'm doing all the right things but the hurt and the the loneliness is still there of losing someone um but you know there I there's no other reason as to how I got through it besides Jesus like there's usually when you can't describe it it's because there's nothing to kind of there's no answer. So obviously God had completely healed me and at that moment gave me a lot of friends and support systems that I needed for those for those moments and years growing up through um, the rest of high school. And towards, towards my graduation, I took a gap year and that kind of led me down not the best path. I was, you know, a lukewarm Christian dealing with anxiety and depression that I didn't want to ever confront. I was still going to counseling, but it was more so she was like my friend rather than my therapist. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just like, talking to her about my feelings and she goes oh yeah you know like she was great I love her I still wish I could honestly talk to her but um it just never was like an actual therapy session and I started like I started drinking partying just doing whatever then I got accepted to college and I was still kind of partying and drinking all the way up honestly until I left because I left at the end of July and I went to a fourth of July party and I got crunk <laughs> and that was the last time <laughs> um I, oh my god that was actually kind of fun but <laughs> You live and you learn. Would never go back. Thank you, Jesus. But, um, you know, just covering a lot still. Up until I got to school, I was isolated, totally away from my uh, parents, friends, family, parents. Um, And then life hits you with real world issues like roommates and school and ex-crazy boyfriends that weren't really boyfriends because he was manipulative and a cheater and a liar you know (laughs) your first real heartbreak can put you through some things Mm -hmm. so um, I kind of was coasting up until um, I was fine during COVID I I know you mentioned COVID I was living my best life my parents and um, my brother and I we'd drive every night we drove like 5,000 miles those months like we would just country roads honestly (laughs) but it wasn't until Uh, October of 2020 Mm -hmm. when I went home I think it was 2020 when I yeah 2020 when um my ex kind of just like I don't even know what he he did everything in the book honestly it was he was just the worst um and that sent me into a spiral because you you plan like girls plan your life around something and it comes crashing down you know like you said your plans got completely wrecked Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened because a lot of times I feel like a lot of people tend to, you know, decide if, obviously, if you're a Christian, I'm going to create my own plans. And then, you know, sometimes when they don't actually happen, God's like, hey, actually I have something better for you. You think that it's like actually miserable and life altering, but he's just redirecting you into something different. And at the time I didn't know that, but um, I was so depressed. I um, had an undiagnosed at the time eating disorder. I was also um, depressed and I had social anxiety. And so I went back home, did my thing, came back. And it wasn't until the next October of 2021 where my parents pulled me from school because I was struggling so bad. I think I was 90 pounds when my parents pulled me. Um, And it was just, I have seasonal depression. So it was a lot of the seasons changing the fall. It was that first year of kind of like triggering. Like, I I don't think I've ever been so triggered in my life. And I hate that word triggering because people are like, I'm triggered by this. I'm triggered by that. 
but like it's real like you like you get into the season and I smelled the smell of the fall leaves and it just like it's almost like a snap of your fingers and you're back in those moments that like had wrecked your whole world and you never saw it coming so like that's what I was dealing with on the inside and I was so badly struggling you know but I had a great support system like I had Whitney here um I had my boyfriend or I have my boyfriend AJ um like he would people do the best they can and everyone is doing the best they could with what I was giving them. And it was, you know, at that time it was on me. And so one night I just called my parents crying. I was like, I need a break. I need a break. I need to come home. I just need a week. And so my parents uh, drove 20 hours basically from Birmingham, from Ohio to Birmingham back to um, Ohio. And it was about 20 hours, 24 hours. Um, And that's when they put me into counseling right away. And I went to go, to the doctors to get tested. I was at my church with Pastor Josh. You know, I had a counseling, one counseling session with him and it set me through even more of a spiral because he was just like, you have walls, you're depressed. <laughs> and he was just calling me out on my bull crap because he's, he's known me. And mm-hmm. he's just like, you're not yourself. I can tell you're angry. I can tell you have a lot of things that you need God to deal with. And I was like, ooh. And so... Then I went to the doctor, got my thyroid checked, took my blood, all that stuff. They were like, yeah, you, you're, you're depressed. You have (laughs) depression. And then she was like, you have really bad, high functioning social anxiety, but it is very bad. She goes, and you have an eating disorder. And, you know, those were never easy to find out. Like I, it was so bad that like the littlest thing would send me into like not eating, but also like if I ate throwing up, I could remember one time my, um, something happened with my ex-boyfriend to where I, he had said something and it just had messed me up so badly. My old friend Lexi Hood, shout out Lexi Hood, um, was in the bathroom holding my hair up while I was vomiting. Like I just like couldn't even, couldn't even control it. It was just, that's how bad it was. And so just like Whitney said, I have been there. I've been in the trenches (laughs) with mental health. And I'm still struggling with it because, you know, like after suddenly moving home, after being rehomed from Birmingham, it sends it it wrecks your world. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that, you know, the situation that happened was happening, obviously, because it put me in the hospital. I passed out. What, right when I got home for two minutes at a time after uh, I actually said 45 minutes in the last episode but my dad had corrected me that it was there were two minutes I was I was out I was unresponsive so um it was triggering so I know I know what it's like to have those moments where you're like I I don't know what to do I feel like my lungs are collapsing and I feel like there's like a thousand pounds on my shoulders and I literally just open my eyes to wake up in the morning like that's how I could describe it it's like it was a cloudy day every day for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it Linus from Charlie Brown with a cloud over his head? Who is it? I'm going to be honest. What? I've never seen Charlie Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Winnie doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know True Joy. <laughs> That's your problem. Honestly. Oh, my God. I could not die. Eeyore? That's Winnie the Pooh. He's the yeah, sad Yeah, that's one. embarrassing. I don't know. But, oh, yeah, Eeyore. Yeah, I was Eeyore. I had, like, right when I woke up, there would be, like, just the weight on my chest. Yeah. And it's it's hard. You get you can't breathe. You can't, you can't talk. You can't, you know. You try to do the five senses. What am I feeling? What am I seeing? And then during when I was at school, I can remember just recently my recent habit or tick would be I would scratch myself. 
Um, and it's really embarrassing because a lot of people, when we had sports championships, a lot of people were sending me the photos that they took while I was playing kickball because I had shorts on because it was hot. Um, and they were sending me the photos because they thought it was funny because you could see all of the scratch marks on my legs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, LOL, haha, that's so crazy. But like, if you, you, you knew, if, if you knew me, like you knew the reason why I was like, my legs were red, like almost <laughs> to the point of bleeding. Like it was so bad. Um, so mm-hmm. we both have been there. We both know it. And, you know, we want to talk about even just in the, the next few minutes we have just not even how we came about it, but like just where we are now, because mm-hmm. I think we both can say, despite where you're at with your grandpa, mm-hmm. you have seen better days and you're Absolutely. living, you're living better days. Absolutely. And I'm happy. I'm the happiest that yeah. I've been, even though, you know, my heart is heavy, but this is the happiest I've been in my life. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of times where we can get so caught up in our problems and we, sometimes it's just a matter of changing your perspective. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have changed my perspective the night I called my parents, I know for a fact that I wouldn't, they wouldn't have been driving 24 hours to come and get me if I would have just taken a breather, you know? Yeah. But God has so many other plans that we don't ever know. And sometimes that's what, what he needed me there. He needed me home for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. just like he needed you in certain situations yeah. for a reason. And I'm not saying God brings on fear and heartache and anxiety because <laughs> he's none of those things. Like in Jesus' name, he's literally none of those things. But he's our comforter when we have anxiety, you know. And it's hard to sometimes go back into that relationship with God when you have struggled and been living in this anxious feeling for a while. Mm-hmm. Eric, this, I don't even know why, but, like, this little meme is popping into my head right now. But it's, like... Is it the girl with the fire? No, it's, uh-huh. like, God gives his... Um, oh, toughest battles to his strong, strongest soldiers? Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> you know, like, I never enlisted. I know. I did not sign up for this army. Like, no. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Yeah. I. It is. And, I, you know, it's so funny because, like... It's not funny, but this is also my mental illness talking. <laughs> Sydney, you know... And her, throughout her struggles, she turned away from food. I turned to food, so <laughs> we can touch on both of those. Yeah, so like, for real. You know, her hers is not eating; mine's overeating. <laughs> so let's let's just talk about it. I know we. I ta- I make jokes all the time. I think I just made a joke the other. I, who? Where was I? I was with Sarah and Luella, and I was talking about something, and I just boom made a eating joke, and they just like sat there, and I was like, "You can laugh, lol," and they're just like. I don't know how to. I'm like, well, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. So I guess we've said all of this to say that we we get it. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to go into like a series of, you know, anxiety, depression, and we have some really exciting. Um, Things planned. Yes. Some guest speakers. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, you know, we're not, with m- mental illness, um, another thing that people don't want to talk about is addictions. I was just going to say that. Yes. Are you thinking who I'm thinking of? Yes. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. You're in for a treat. So 
stay tuned. Um, this is just kind of like the kickoff. Yeah, we didn't um, want to. We didn't want to give you. Also, we are obviously not doctors. No, this is all of our advice. Not even just advice. This is just what we've lived through and what we've done. Our testimony. Yeah, we're just talking from what we've truly experienced. And I feel like a lot of times people are like, "Why are you, you know, like pointing yeah. fingers? You don't know." Well, we don't know how everyone's going to cope, but this is how we did. This yeah. is how we got out of it. And and talking is the best form of therapy yeah and like we said before this is like this is our diary exposed yeah and we're sharing that with you and we hope you relate and you know we hope that this might you know if you're struggling with an eating disorder or with high functioning anxiety you now know that there are two people that you can turn to that or you just know that there are two people that have lived through it and you know that it you gets can better. Talk, it gets better and you can talk yeah. about it. Like yeah. you don't have, you know, and you know, sometimes people don't know who to talk to. You don't always have to talk or turn to your, your best friend or your mom and your dad. If that's not someone you trust, don't put your problems into some, in the hands of someone who don't, you don't trust, you know? And, and, and I will say like, you know, when I was going through all of this, the people that I needed to turn to were the first people that I was like, absolutely not. Exactly. I'm not, I yeah. am not sharing this with them. Yeah. And so it was easier for me to tell coworkers mm-hmm. or like people that I saw at school what I'm going through than people that actually loved and cared about me because I thought they were going to be like, what the actual? Yeah. You know, so I get it, you know, and if we're somebody that's not in your like immediate circle, but you feel like you can share with us, please do. Mm-hmm. Or if you have like if you want to share testimony of something that worked for you how you coped with something, shoot us a DM and we'd love to share it on the podcast. Like absolutely. We're so open to ideas, suggestions, Mm -hmm. you know, coping mechanisms, even stuff like, you know, I have a specific Bible study that I do in the morning and I literally love it. It's called new morning mercies. If you have stuff like that, just tools for other people's tool belt, because you know, in today's world, we need it. I'm going to tell you. So I was having a emotional breakdown. Um, what was it? Today's Thursday, so Tuesday night. Do you want to know what, <laughs> what calmed me down? What? ASMR videos. Oh, my God. Those little things. I cannot stand you. And I was able to breathe, and they were, like, they were, like, helping me. I was, do- I was doing an um, ASMR cranial nerve exam. And oh, I thought you meant, like, the TikTok ones of, like, the girls eating and, the candy, and they're just, like. No, but they were still making, like, these little mouth noises, and it mm-hmm. was, like, even though it was irking my soul, it was also helping me. So, like, they were, like, having me take some deep breaths. And I was like, oh, my God, I can go to sleep. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I, I, up Ooh, until what a then. Thought. Yeah. Up until then, I was struggling. I was struggling for my life. I couldn't breathe. Yeah. You know, so I get it. The world is crazy. But you know what? There's um, there's better sides. There's there's someone who, sure. there's someone who sees everything. He's our savior, you know. And, um. There's a revival taking place. Oh my gosh, I know. In Kentucky, is it Kentucky? Ashbury. Yeah. And well, now it's in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I think that we need to turn our it's perspective, turn our eyes to other things. The yeah. world is caught up in everything that's going downhill, but there is a there's a crazy revival happening right now, and you, there is something that we are living right now that needs to be paid attention to. Mm-hmm. But you just got to make sure you're paying attention to the right thing. Yeah. So Keep the main thing the main thing. Yep. 
and keep your worries that you have today for today and your worries for tomorrow for tomorrow. Yes. Because God says you have enough for today. Don't worry about tomorrow until it comes. Exactly. So that's it for today. Yeah. Wherever you are in the world, good day, good night, good morning. We'll see you later. Bye.